Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Activate, a podcast consisting of purposeful conversations aimed at encouraging listeners to embrace both the beauty and the chaos of life. Through laughter, tears, and brutally honest confessions, each episode will culminate with a call to action, offering tangible ways for listeners to not only strive for, but to become the best version of themselves. We are so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Let's do this. Yo. What up? (laughs) Holy shit. I was waiting. Wrong podcast. (laughs) I was waiting to see what your expression is. I was like, oh, I'm going to prank her. Yo. (laughs) Yo. Yo, yo, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It's almost the end of August. What has happened? What in the world? Why in the world does summer go so fast? I don't know. I swear since like the end of June, I've been looking at my calendar to like plan things. And it, it, there's no weeks left. Like, no. it's just over. It's gone. It's, it's been fast. gone. It's so quick. I feel bad for the kids. I know. But you know what's really awesome about that? What? Is historically speaking, people can't wait for summer to be over. So we're really good moms. And we really oh, love parents. our kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. I love them so much. I don't. I really, yeah. Well, now we're in our first Monday. Here's the, so I think the hardest time is like May when you're used to them being, Mm -hmm. going to school every day and then you got to like get used to it again. Yeah. Like them being home and, you know, having to keep them occupied and whatever. Mm -hmm. But then once you have them home and you're used to it, like it's like, please don't ever leave. I I remember, so my best friend, Amanda, she like loves summer and like when there's no school, Mm -hmm. like that makes her so happy. And I used to be like, what is wrong with you? Like, why? that is terrible. Yeah. Why would there be no school? I don't care how many feet of snow are on the ground. I need <laughs> these children to yeah. go to school. I need them out of my hair. It's also part of having so many kids, although she has four, so I don't know her yeah. excuse, but she just loves them extra. Well, and I'll, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I think two I, years ago, I hated being home summer yes. and I was stressed out and yeah. it's just, just we evolve our kids get easier as they get older and you start to realize how quickly it goes yeah and so you want to spend as much time as you can can't even believe it i know our babies are off to kindergarten and just well aj's AJ's already started yeah going today (laughs) but ashley's crazy next week monday yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh my goodness yeah it's just a crazy thing I, I know Asher's ready yeah, and he'll do great. And it's like, we're not changing schools or anything. Yeah. So I know he's comfy and I'm comfy. And yeah. so I, I, I'm happy and thankful for that. Yeah. So, but I just can't believe how quickly the summer went. Yeah. So fast. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So we have a guest today. We do. And I'm so, so excited. Um, I think my friend Jesse connected me with this girl um, on Instagram, like where we meet everyone in life, you know, (laughs) Instagram. But so I followed her for a while now and um, just so inspired by her Mm -hmm. story. It's just amazing. And um, I'll say this again once she's on, but she is literally who I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. So like she's doing what I want to do. So I'm so excited to just like, (laughs) ask all the questions and yeah, hear so about what we're she's telling doing. everyone what you want to do not exactly that yeah yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah um so i asked her to send me a little bio so i'm gonna read what she sent and then mm-hmm. we're gonna get her on the phone 
So in 2014, Jenny Chatama was nestled into her office chair, quietly typing away behind a computer screen when she realized that her life was about to change. She had just returned from a mission trip that placed her in the heart of inner city Milwaukee. During her short time there, she connected with individuals from all walks of life who were in deep pain. Each time she met someone new, her heart contracted because she knew. She felt the pain that these people were experiencing and knew it all too well, as Jenny has her own history of guilt, grief, and addiction. From the safety of her 9 to 5, Jenny could hear God calling her to something greater. She relived that heartfelt connection over and over and finally realized that people are her purpose. Today she is on a journey to connect with and help as many women as she can who are weighed down by guilt, grief, and or addiction as a result of experiencing pain and trauma. Jenny does this through sharing the methods and strategies she has learned as a yoga instructor, fitness competitor, and certified alchemy life coach, as well as her own experiencing experience in strengthening her relationship with God. Jenny provides her clients with tools to experience radiant health and hearts closer to Jesus. Through her one-on-one online coaching program called Radiantly Healthy, she helps her clients create, create rest, renew their relationship with God, and rediscover their purpose. Wow. Amazing, right? I love it. I'm going to need her to help me write I'm my I'm already bio. hiring her. Like, I'm <laughs> going to do it before you. <laughs> oh, to write you, your bio. It's hard I to write, write your about bio. yourself. You, you, you can. can. I You're can write so your bio. good at, mm-hmm. yeah. I could totally do that for you. It's harder to do it about yourself, too. That's what I mean. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, it's I don't difficult. Know. All right. How's it going? Good. How are you? Doing very well. That's awesome. I just did a little intro for you, and I'm yes. so super excited for this. I love you already, yeah. especially now that I just heard your voice. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We've... You're wonderful. <laughs> oh, thank you. That was an easy sell for Steph, so man. Sign her up. Yeah. <laughs> done. The podcast is done. Yeah, right. <laughs> done, done deal. Well, thank you so much for taking time to be on with us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and you're a you're. So, are you born in Cedar Rapids? Yes. Yep. Born and raised. That's my stomping ground. All right. Yeah. So I told you I'm Strawberry Point, and Steph is from Wisconsin. So we're all Midwest girls here. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, okay. So I think what I'm gonna do, Jenny, is I'm just going to have you get right into your story. I'm super excited Mm -hmm. just to hear how you got to where you are. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Go right on. Go right on into it. We'll just follow your lead. We'll let you tell your story and we'll just ask, ask questions as we have them and go from there. Okay. Perfect. All right. Cool. So, um, so my name is Jenny Chatima and I am an online coach for women, mm-hmm. and what I do is I equip them uh, with the tools to experience radiant health and hearts closer to Jesus. So what that looks like for me today is I offer one-on-one coaching, uh, retreats, uh, speaking opportunities, just um, connecting women either to their purpose or to Jesus or both, or also just sharing my own personal testimony. And um, today, life looks totally different and nothing like it looked like um four five ten years ago Mm -hmm. and um kind of in order to get a better idea of what that looks like I like to kind of start from the beginning Mm -hmm. 
So I'm born and raised in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and grew up with my mom, dad, brother, who was five years older. And um, my mom was actually quite young when she had my brother, moved to Cedar Rapids, met my dad. Um, Then they started our family here in Cedar Rapids. And growing up, now I don't really have a memory of this, but my dad did have um, a history of addiction. Mm -hmm. And I'm fortunate that I don't have a memory of that, but it was prevalent in his life. Mm -hmm. Um, Up until I think I was about... Oh, first or second grade, which I think saying it out loud sounds kind of interesting that I don't really have a memory of my dad drinking, Mm -hmm. but he was kind of like a binge drinker. So Mm -hmm. he could go long periods and have long periods of sobriety and then he would relapse. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have a strong memory of that, but I think that's kind of God's blessing for me. So um, growing up, the dad that I know is like a loving father. There was always a lot of love in our house. And I feel super fortunate with that. And uh, we were really close to family. We joined the church when I was, um, oh gosh, when I was in middle school. And then we were baptized together as a family when I was in seventh grade. yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So super, super nice, easy childhood. Um, get into my freshman year of high school and my dad starts to develop kind of these peculiar health symptoms Mm -hmm. and through lots of different testing it it, uh it's found out that my dad has hepatitis c Mm -hmm. now this was in 1994 so it's kind of going to give you an idea of how old i was or am right um but nobody really knew what that was Mm -hmm, people didn't really talk about it the the doctors I don't think there was really a lot of information about it at that time and so I can remember us having a family meeting and my parents sitting my brother and I down and they said you know uh, your dad has this disease Mm -hmm. and I can remember just thinking like okay you know dad's gonna be fine there's you know we'll just continue on with our lives whatever and Mm -hmm. so during my high school years I was a cheerleader uh, I think I was kind of involved uh, at high school for the social aspect because I wasn't really a great student. <laughs> but um, I was good at waving as so, I left. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's kind of how I felt too. <laughs> and so throughout my high school years, I started to like dabble a little bit with alcohol, uh, like at parties and stuff like that. And I smoked pot at parties, but it wasn't really anything outside of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was pretty good. I didn't get in a lot of trouble. You know, I had this kind of like healthy uh, fear of my parents. And because I think they were so involved in our life, there was just a lot of respect there too. Mm-hmm. And so fast forward to my senior year in high school and my dad's health is just declining rapidly. And uh, by the time Christmas rolls around, he's in need of a liver transplant. Mm-hmm. And so because he had been clean and sober for so many years, he was able to be on the organ donor transplant list. Mm -hmm. So he received his liver transplant just before Christmas. And this was uh, 1998 Mm -hmm. in December. And um, he would enter University of Iowa hospitals 
and really not quite ever leave. And so over the course of nine months, he went through all kinds of different tests and surgeries and things like that. And unfortunately, his body was rejecting this liver that he received. And so he needed a a second liver transplant, believe it or not. And by this point, you guys, he's looking kind of like something, I mean, he's just, he's, he was a strong man. He liked to work out. He had a lot of energy. Uh, People loved him. And he just like was wasting away Mm -hmm. into a shell of a human. Mm -hmm. And so it was really, really hard to look at. And so for me, I didn't want to look at it. And so what I did, I began to withdraw in ways of, I wasn't going to see him at the hospital Mm -hmm. and I started drinking more so I'm still in high school, I'm a senior in high school, but instead of just like partying on the weekends, I would sometimes squeeze it in during the week too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just didn't want to look at this. Mm-hmm. I, my dad was honestly my best friend. And so it was just really super painful. And by the time my graduation rolled around, he just, he got a second liver transplant, but unfortunately his health was just declining and he, his body was rejecting uh, the second liver. And so in August, after being at the University of Iowa hospitals for about nine months, uh, he passed away. Wow. And, you know, up until that point in my life, I had plans to moved to California. My my best friend in high school, she moved to Los Angeles. And so she was already out there. She graduated early. She was out there um, working for her sister that owned a restaurant and just kind of living this West Coast life. And I thought that was totally my plan. I was so excited for that. And with the unexpected passing of my dad, it just totally took my life in a direction that I never saw coming. Mm-hmm. And Now, alcohol was not something that that I did on the weekends or once a week. It was like every single night Mm -hmm. and until the point of blackout, you know, and really my life, like I just, I've always been a really positive person. And so for me, I didn't want to be sad. And so what alcohol did for me is it just allowed me to continue to be this like fun Jenny that mm-hmm. people knew because I didn't, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to deal with any of that. And right. so I didn't. Right. So the next years that followed would end up being pretty turbulent and um, just a really a time of desperation and uh, just loneliness. And so at this point in my life, I, uh, the first year of my dad's passing, he, like, I was just blackout drunk every single night. And wow. I honestly don't really have a great memory of that year, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so the year, the year after that, I went to school for massage therapy. That was something that my dad really enjoyed while he was in the hospital is that there was this woman who would come and massage his frail body. And so he really loved that. And so he was like, you know, Jenny, I think you'd be really good at this. And it was something that caught my interest. And so I did end up going to school for that. And, um, right before I was 21, I went to a party with one of my best friends and I've been offered cocaine numerous times throughout 
high school and then shortly thereafter. And I always turned it down because I was really afraid to do it. Mm -hmm. I, like I kind of talked about previously, like I had this healthy respect and fear of my parents. Mm -hmm. And so I just, it was something that never crossed my mind. But at this point in my life, alcohol just really wasn't cutting it for me anymore because as great as it would make me feel in the moment, you know, I would always come down from that and I'd pass out. Mm -hmm. And so at this particular party, um, I was with a best friend and she offered me cocaine. And at this point in my life, you know, I thought, why not? Right. And so that would begin a really unhealthy relationship uh, between myself and alcohol and cocaine. Mm-hmm. And right after that, I would end up meeting uh, a guy who would really take me down a different path. And uh, he sold cocaine and he sold a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And so that relationship would go on for a few years and it just was such a reflection of who I was at that time in my life because I was so unhealthy and I was lost and I was looking for love in the absolute worst places and in ways that I didn't understand then but I understand now like I was looking to fill this void of my dad being gone and replace it with this other guy in my life. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, because I was just so unhealthy, that's what I was attracting to me was just Mm -hmm. a really unhealthy partner. It's interesting how (laughs) Steph has been shaking her head this whole time because your story really parallels hers in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's, it's actually very interesting. Ooh. It's very like the. Steph, I think I, I want to hear your story. I know. Yeah, well, we just go, did you'll a, have to go back and listen. Yeah. Well, we just did another call before this, and it was like so. Yeah. Pertaining to you, and now I'm like, oh, yep, yeah. It's it's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Blackout cocaine. Yep. That'll make it better. Yeah. <laughs> right. This sounds like a great idea. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, it's great that I can laugh about it now, you know, oh, and yeah. even during the time, like the time that I was doing all this, the, the interesting part about alcohol and drugs is that there's such a deception that you create mm-hmm. and reality just really isn't reality. And so even while all of this is going on, like I'm partying and I'm having fun right. and I think I'm loving myself and right. I think, you know, and it's like all of these things that really... I just was so blind to see. Mm -hmm. And so there was just a lot of uh, deception because, because of what this guy did in my life. I was then lying to my family about what he did. You know, they'd ask where, how he drove this car. (laughs) How how does he have that car? (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I was like, the lie that I told, and this is funny, not funny, but the lie that I told was that uh, his grandpa died and he inherited all this money. (laughs) I mean, are you kidding me? I know. Like, yeah, the things we'll do uh, to cover up our, our mistakes. There was a few. Yes. <laughs> so that would go on for um, um, longer than it should have. And it abrupted in a rather crazy way. But I really think it was God beginning to um, show a presence in my life. And I didn't understand that then either. Sure. yeah. But this particular person would end up being beaten in like within inches of his life and then later go on to serve 
10 years for manufacturing meth. Wow, dang. And so really, this could have been my reality because this is my household. Right. This is where I live. Um, these are how our bills were paid. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mm -hmm. just did not see this as a young woman. Mm -hmm. I didn't see any of it. Mm -hmm. And so fast forward a couple years, and um, I end up meeting my, my now husband. Mm -hmm. uh, we kind of knew each other in high school um, and bumped into each other at a bar one night, you know, mm -hmm. of course. And yeah. that was kind <laughs> of it like for Iowa. Us. <laughs> More uh, Yeah, right. There really aren't a lot of spots to meet people. There weren't yeah. that. There probably yeah. are like, you know, coffee shops now. Right. Church is what I would tell right, people. Exactly. But, um, I was not into that then. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, about a year into our relationship, so when we first started dating, we were kind of wild together because um, he liked to drink and he kind of dabbled in cocaine too. Mm -hmm. um, because, of course, I hadn't addressed any of this stuff yet, right? right you know, sure. just him carrying it along with me like a backpack and I just keep <laughs> piling more and more crap into it, expecting mm -hmm. things to change. Right. And so, about a year into our relationship, and this is actually on Christmas night. Uh, we go out to a bar on Christmas and party and come back to our house. And at this time in my life, I'm working this nine to five job and I had to work the next morning. It was Monday and I had to work at 8am. Well, we go to the bar and we come to our house for after hours and mm -hmm. bring a group of people with us. Mm -hmm. And the party just keeps rolling and we're trying to shut it down. Long story short, my husband ends up getting into like a fist fight mm -hmm. uh, with one of his friends in our living room. And that for us, was kind of a wake-up call it was like what's going on here right. like what are you guys doing mm -hmm. you know he um has a son and at the time he was six or no, seven he was mm -hmm. seven years old he wasn't there in the house on that particular night but it was like we both had this like awakening of like mm -hmm. okay we're in our mid-20s like what's going on here yeah. and so almost simultaneously we had this thoughts or this feeling of, hey, we should uh, go back to church. I hadn't been since my dad had passed. And this has been um, about six, seven years later now. Mm -hmm. uh, so I hadn't stepped foot in the church and he hadn't either. He actually lost his mom. Mm -hmm. uh, so we really had that in common of we both mm -hmm. had lost a parent. Yeah. And so we have this idea, let's like, let's go to church. So we start doing that. We start going to church together and um, I end up getting, I join our church, which um, was like a nine month long program. So I joined the church. I end up serving in different roles at our church. Uh, that kind of takes me down a path of um, volunteering out into the community. And so I start to do all these things that like look good right it looks good from an outsider's point of view and it does make me feel good but at the same time like I'm just not addressing this deep internal hurt right. that I had from when my dad died and mm -hmm. at this point I've piled relationships on top of it I've piled drugs and alcohol mm -hmm. I've piled so many lies and so many different layers on top of this hurt thinking that it will just go away that's a heavy backpack and mm -hmm. that is a load mm -hmm. <laughs> it is and 
So I'm doing all of these things and what's happening now in my life is that I feel like I'm living a double life because I'm still drinking and using cocaine. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it as much. Yeah. Uh, you know, I could go a month mm-hmm. or a couple months, or I think the longest uh, bout of sobriety I had was like three months. Mm-hmm. And so I could do that, but I'm still not addressing what's underneath all of it. And so that starts to wear. I mean, after a while, at least it did me as far as like an emotional standpoint. Like I felt like I was on this roller coaster of emotions and I just wanted to get off, but I could not figure out how. Yeah. And so on my 30th birthday, I decided I was done drinking. I was like, you know what? I've had enough. This is not producing anything good in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see no reason to keep doing this. Except I didn't have the tools to not do it. Right. And so I would actually continue to drink and use mm-hmm. for another five years wow. mm-hmm. after that. Well, it's because you don't know how to live a life without it. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're, I, I, I always go back to that. It's really hard to, in Iowa, in, in, in the Midwest and small towns, like mm-hmm. there's not a lot else to do. And that's like what I you end up doing. Yeah. <laughs> Steph had to move across the country in order to stop, <laughs> like start a whole new life. Mm-hmm. Yes. For real. And yeah. that's what it was. And that's what I was not doing. I was doing all of the same things, right. expecting to get a different result. Right. And that's kind of like the de- definition of insanity. insanity. Like you yeah. Keep doing, <laughs> yeah. The same thing over and over and you expect that something's going to change. Right. And so mm-hmm. I wasn't changing my circle of friends. Uh, I wasn't addressing this deep internal hurt. I wasn't willing to really make the changes that needed to be made in order to have sustainable results. And so I had to reach my own bottom, honestly. And it didn't look like, you know, maybe as rough as some people, but I just had had enough. Mm -hmm. I really did. And so my last uh, drink was... I was in the Florida Keys with uh, my husband and his his parents and we like a month prior to that, I was like, this is it. Like, I know for sure I'm done. We had had his uh, work Christmas party and I got way too drunk and Mm -hmm. just like felt awful, you know, and I'm like, that's it. Mm -hmm. Well, then we go on this trip and Mm -hmm. it was just awesome to the Florida Keys. And of course, like, what is everybody doing in the Florida Keys? Drinking. They're drinking. (laughs) So... I get down there, we like go out on this boat, the sun setting and like their big thing is like having cocktail hour. Like mm-hmm, they can right. have a couple drinks and shut it down right. and that makes total sense to yeah, them. Right. For me, it was always like, what's the point of two drinks? Right. Yep. You know? And so, <laughs> yeah, this talk too, yeah. You're going to have two, you're going to have 20. Do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where's exactly. the other 18? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. Yes. And so, like, on this particular time, I just, like, part of the problem with me in my addiction was that I would have, like, these two voices, especially towards the end of my career, because one voice would be like, 
girl, don't do it. You know, you've got this, this, and this tomorrow, and you know how you're going to feel. And then there would be this other voice that's like, but Jenny, like you've had a long week, girl, you deserve this. Right. Just have a couple. It's not you a big know deal. How to do it. Yep. Oh, and on and on. And so on this particular day, it was the first time I cracked open a beer and I could not hear the voice of why I should. And so I put the beer down. I went and took a nap. And then um, I ended up, once we got back um, to Iowa, I ended up going to a 12-step program because for me, I had tried it for so long on my own Mm -hmm. and I couldn't figure it out. And so I had to fully surrender it and say, you know what, like, I give it to you, God. Mm -hmm. I just give it all up. Show me what the next best step is. And so for me, that's where it really, my kind of this new way of life began for me was surrendering Mm -hmm. and then allowing God to show me the way from there yes and so surrender yeah Mm -hmm. and it's just like I find the more I do this the better life is Mm -hmm. I don't know if you could agree with that or not but it's like the more I try and like go against the grain it's like ah you know but I'm so stubborn yeah (laughs) amen yeah And it also just takes like surrendering for the longest time I would have thought is just like, you're just doing nothing, mm-hmm. but really there's so much action there. Right. Yes. Because yes. it, it can feel so like, much. Yes. Yeah. It can feel like it's giving up, like yeah. giving up control was is totally really what it is. Giving but, up. Yeah. But it's not giving up. It's actually the opposite. Yeah. Yes. And that's what I just could not understand. So mm-hmm. once I started implementing that into my life, Holy cow, has life changed. I mean, it's like ridiculous. So this was how how many years ago or how long ago? So I have been sober. uh, It was four years in February. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, way to go. And so did your husband quit with you or how does that dynamic go? He, you know, what I found out, and this is pretty funny, and I get asked that question a lot. Yeah. You know, does your husband still drink and party? Or yeah. So what kind of came of all of that? So I would have told you at the time that, oh yeah, he's an alcoholic too. Yeah. But what I discovered was that although he did go along with me, a lot of it was like you. A lot of it was me. Yeah. It was <laughs> me putting the pressure on and him being a little codependent at times right. because he would give in to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And towards the later part of my drinking career, that's what really started to stand out is that he started to put his foot down and he would tell me like, no, Jenny, and like, we're not going out tonight. You know, I have right. yard work I want to do tomorrow or, right. you know, we have church in the morning right. or mm-hmm. whatever. Cause mm-hmm. all of that would like go out the window. So he was able like, to turn somebody, it off. Yeah. Oh gosh, yes. Yeah. I mean, he will still drink, but it's like a couple times a year. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just not a thing for him. Right. It was something that we did together. And honestly, I had a lot of fear surrounding that mm-hmm. because the times like I tried to quit and I honestly wanted to quit on my own. And I tried for five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And during that time, 
um, the lie that would always come, come up in my head was, well, your husband's going to leave you. He's not going to think you're fun anymore. Mm-hmm. What are you guys going to do together? Hmm. I so struggled. that yeah. was also. I struggled with that too. Like, cause I, when I lived in Iowa, I truly could not imagine a life not drinking yeah. because what would you do? And you would never get to have fun and mm-hmm. you would never laugh or you would never yeah. like be silly with your friends. <laughs> like I really thought that that was all true. Yeah. I really believed all that. Yes. <clears throat> Isn't that so crazy how, in my opinion, I think it's a combination of fear and I think it's a combination of the enemy that just fills our head with lies. Yeah. You know, it's like these things love, misery loves company. So yeah. it's like mm-hmm. these things love to keep us stuck where right. we're at because mm-hmm. then we're not thriving in who we're created to be. Right. For sure. Totally agree. Yeah. Love that. Okay. So four years sober. So what, so what changed for you when drinking was not, no longer part of the picture? Well, no more cocaine. (laughs) No more cocaine, which is weird. Uh, No more cigarettes. Oh, for sure. I had an emergency pack of cigs in my freezer for like years. Like, oh, you never know. You might have. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, something that I didn't really talk about, but like, so I have been, uh, competing in fitness competitions for the last six years. And so part of what I was doing, um, I was working out hardcore, even during the times of my addiction, Mm -hmm. right? Because I wanted to be healthy, but I just couldn't quite figure it out. So, um, part of that, part of the, the whole life that changed was like, I had to kind of take a step back and like reassess so many areas of my life Mm -hmm. and addiction can take on many different forms, even when you're sober. So, you know, the drinking and using was like a symptom of a deeper issue. And the deeper issue was that I was not addressing uh, the trauma that I felt or experienced when my dad passed away. Mm -hmm. And so other things started to pop up. So just as much as I, um, you know, loved being like under the influence of alcohol and drugs, like even competing in fitness competitions started to kind of have the same effects. Like I started to kind of like worship my body mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, started to look at food even unhealthy. And I was super strict and like, it was only this or this, you know, it was all, mm-hmm. it was very black and white. There, there was never like a gray area. It was either, or I was all in or I wasn't at all. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> like me. Yeah. Um, totally uh, what we and, talk about every week. Yep. <laughs> oh my goodness. And the big, the really, honestly, the catalyst for me was my relationship with God. That's yep. what truly opened my heart. Mm-hmm. because I had that thing like locked down and there was a padlock mm-hmm. on it. You are not getting in there. <laughs> yep. Wall, and wall, wall, wall. Yeah. <laughs> wall after wall. And, you know, and I brought that unfortunately into my marriage, Right. all of those things came right along with it. And so God just gently started to knock on my heart and slowly I just began to open it up. Mm-hmm. And the more that I opened up to God, the more I could experience like this peace and joy and freedom that I had never experienced Mm -hmm. before ever in my life. Mm -hmm. And then with that, 
I started to feel like I was aligning with the woman that God created me to be. Your purpose. Yep. With my purpose. Absolutely. And so that for me um, has been the biggest change has just been, you know, I saw God in church. I didn't have a relationship with God. Even when we went to church as a family, I just did not have that intimate relationship. Mm -hmm. And so it's just um, opened my eyes and just like a whole new world of opportunity. I think that's interesting. I was just thinking as you were talking, um, so I grew up in church, Mm -hmm. but I never like, and I always believed, but I never like connected with Mm -hmm. the stories or like really even understood what I was hearing. Like I was just a little girl sitting in the pew Mm -hmm. with my mom doing what you're supposed to do because you're supposed to go to church on Sunday and you know, I took, right. Yeah. (laughs) I took eating snacks. No, I took in like what I could, but I never (laughs) like, I never like listened to a sermon and was brought to tears Mm -hmm. or, you know, even as I, even as an adult, when I was still living, you know, back home, I just never like connected with that. Well, Mm -hmm. then I went to, um, actually I had, I was going to school at Capri in Cedar Rapids and I, my friend, so it just like all happened by chance and it was just so perfect for that moment in my life. But so this friend, this girl that I met at school, I started staying with her because it was such a long drive and so much gas money back and forth. And she asked me if I would go to church with her. And I was like, yeah, that would be great. So she took me (laughs) to New Covenant and um, there in Cedar Rapids. And it, from the moment, the very first time I went there, I was like brought to tears. Like it just, it just, and it was, I mean, I don't know how to explain it, but then we would go every week and it was just where I truly became this like, lover of Jesus, Mm -hmm. not just, you know, not just a Christian, you know, because I went to church and I believed in God, but where I really started to like dive in and Mm -hmm. understand and really understand that he loved me so much Mm -hmm. and that, you know, my story was like for his glory. And I don't know, it was just, as you were saying that it would just gave me goosebumps. Mm -hmm. Having the the Oh, that's so true. It's so true. And I never like, I kind of, well, for one, I never felt like I fit in Mm -hmm. with the girls who liked Jesus. Like I felt like I wasn't one of those girls, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And it just was like, I don't know. I I never would have pictured that I would be carrying around a Bible and that I would like, this would now be what I do as a profession. Like I just, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, there was a point, which this was kind of funny. And I just posted about this Mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago, but there was a point in my life where I was high on cocaine and on drugs and talking about Jesus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because, I, you know, as much as I transition period. Even just a couple years ago, that was me. Like, we had everyone comes to my house on Saturdays and we're all drinking tequila shots and everything. And I'm like, I mean, you know, and they're all like, oh boy, <laughs> here she goes. <laughs> and we're in full Jesus mode. All right. We know you like church and you love Jesus. <laughs> but I remember too feeling like, wait, I'm supposed to talk to people about 
Well, Jesus. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. Like what a vulnerable thing it is like to talk, like mm-hmm. to say Christ and to say, yeah. you know, Jesus and God yeah. and the, all these things and like to pray out loud or, mm-hmm. or in front of people is such a vulnerable thing to do. Um, but I mean, it's, it's just, just who we are. It's just who we are. There's been a couple of times because we do get feedback sometimes where people are like, yeah, well, okay. Right. And, and so I've said a couple of times, do you think we should? And we're like, no, no this is who we are. We love Jesus. Right. Like we're going to talk about it. I read this quote recently that <sighs> said, speak about God, whether it fills the room or it empties it. Yeah. And so I just think that's so like, yeah, this is what we're called to do. So, yeah. Well, I mean, we cuss a yeah. little and we Jesus don't. Jesus oh, loved <laughs> us when we cuss. <laughs> yeah. He gave us, oh my God. He, he gave us, us the, the desire <laughs> to cuss. <laughs> I think I absolutely <clears throat> love that because honestly, that's one of the things where like, I feel a little bit of a rub is that sometimes in the Christian community, uh, you know, and this, I might be really putting my neck out here, mm-hmm. but it can be a little bit judgy. Oh, and it's a hundred percent. The reason no, people don't like Christians me? is because of Christians. We like, just heard we that just, in church. Yeah, we just talked about this too. Like yeah. we are the most hypocritical people there are, but the thing is, <clears throat> sorry, we just, you, you just do your best. Yeah. You know, you just do your best and yes. you keep asking for forgiveness and then you try to do it better yeah. the next time. We're not being a Christian doesn't mean you're perfect. Right. You know, it means right. you're, I, I don't know. People get stuck on that a lot. Yeah. Yes. And I think for me, that's why for so long I felt like, well, I carried a lot of guilt and shame for a long time because I felt like I just wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And I think it's only through that relationship with Jesus that you can like find that love. Like we have this God-shaped hole in our heart that only he can fill. And that yeah. is the only way that we can be filled back up and made whole, you know? And for mm-hmm. so long, I just tried to fill it with all this other stuff yeah. and yeah. it didn't work. And... um you know, but I still listen to hip hop music and I like to shake oh, my girl. butt. And yes. you know what I mean? So it's like every Sunday in my spin just... class, I'm like, listen, <laughs> I already went and had my time with we Jesus <laughs> and now we're going to get down. Okay. So I'm not responsible for what's coming through the speakers. It's just how I get down. And Jesus loves that. <laughs> right. Because he created you to be you. Yes. Right. Exactly. Mm. Yes. Oh my gosh. You guys are the best. We yeah. have to, yeah, we'll have to chat outside of here too, but I want to hear about, so one thing that's been on my heart too is like either having an event or doing speaking things or whatever. So tell us about that. A retreat. Yeah, like about what that retre- looks like for me. Or like coming to your retreat or, you know, what, what do you do with that well yeah so just tell us what it is that you do now I know you were you were doing a nine to five that wasn't really filling you Mm -hmm. up and you took a leap of faith and and tell us where that led you yeah so um it's had many different twists and turns believe it or not over the last four and a half years but 
I was working with my husband for his family business. Mm -hmm. And so his grandpa started a company, his parents own it, and he's next in line to take it over. And so I hopped on board there. I left a corporate job because it was just too crazy. Left a corporate job actually to go back to school for social work. And then God just has other plans in mind. And so started working for them and it was super laid back and chill and I could take my dog to work and I just loved it. And so I stayed there for four years. Mm -hmm. But while I was there, there was just always this pressing on my heart that God was like, Jenny, this isn't it, you know, Mm -hmm. and I was trying to fit into a mold that somebody else had made for me. Mm -hmm. And so it over the last year, so I joined a coaching program where I was coached and then I learned how to coach other women. And, um, it was through that, that I worked through a lot of my own, like fears, like working the steps in a 12 step program allowed me to get rid of a lot of that baggage that I was carrying. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I went through this program and it allowed me to break down a lot of fears and things that I had built up around my own life. And so what came of that was that I ended up having the courage to leave and I just did uh, six months ago. So this is a very new career for me, cool. but um, God just keeps like calling me into new things more and more. And so um, the coaching program that I have right now, it's uh, working one-on-one with women online. So right now I've got uh, women from Iowa, Colorado, DC, um, kind of like all over the country. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just about like, giving them to ex- the tools to experience health from the inside out and also develop a closer walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of this whole mind, body, soul transformation. It's a 12 week program. Um, the retreat. So I actually have a retreat in the works. Uh, it's going to be next to May in the grill, Jamaica. And I'm super Ooh, excited about that. We're coming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My birthday's in yeah, May. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so naturally you should treat yourself yeah, definitely. Um, to this retreat, at least as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, so on the retreat, this is a way for um, women to just like, really detach from the need to like constantly be rushing and busy and just step back and see how like resting in God and renewing our relationship with him leads us to our purpose. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we'll dive in. Um, I call them in rest retreats. So that's what we kind of dive into on those retreats. Um, in the in the works of planning one locally here in Iowa, my husband's family has a cabin on the Mississippi River. And so I'm like, gosh, it'd be so pretty to see the leaves changing mm-hmm. in the fall. And so um, working on something for this fall. But um, and then as far as like speaking, so it started off with me just sharing my personal transformation of like moving from the darkness into the light and Mm -hmm. it's kind of morphed into other things because as I'm growing and evolving, these things keep popping up. And so (laughs) one of the topics um, that I speak on is leading a spiritually based biz in a secular world and Mm -hmm. what that looks like. Mm -hmm. So, um, cause it's scary to take that leap of faith. Like this is how interesting, like, so before I left, um, my husband's family business. And I didn't really talk about this a lot, but I'm a certified yoga instructor. And so initially I left 
uh, his family business because I was going to open up a yoga studio. Mm-hmm. And so I had been teaching yoga. It was Jesus and yoga. It was spiritually based, uh, faith based. But this lie got planted in my head of, well, that's too um, exclusive. Like you need to open this up to more people. Mm-hmm. So I ditched the Jesus and yoga and I called it um, like all all people yoga or everyone yoga or mm-hmm. something, you know, mm-hmm. because I wanted to include more people. Right. right. And then um, it was no longer Christ centered. Mm-hmm. And like all of these changes started happening. And I realized the more that I was removing God from my life, mm-hmm. the emptier I felt. And yeah. so that actually was kind of a uh, transformation in and of itself. And that was actually, believe it or not, just in February. Like I had the most beautiful, it was a yoga teacher's dream. I mean, mm-hmm. the space was like lofty and windows and like gorgeous, but mm-hmm. it was like, I just felt so empty. And so that's when God kind of like wrangled me in and was mm-hmm. like, look, sister, this is what we had talked about. <laughs> right. He was taking a sharp left. Yeah. So Being stubborn again. <laughs> we I know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> right. And so I totally identify with what you said about like, you know, are you talking about Jesus too much? Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely not. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. You know, that's this, that ickiness that sometimes gets planted in our minds. And it's like, no, no, I'm not going to believe that, you know? Right. And so, um, so I talked about that, like what that's like to lead a spiritually based biz. And then also um, talking about being addicted to the hustle. So like you have this <laughs> constant need to always be doing and like it's never me, me, enough. Me, 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 right? me. Pointing so, at stuff because that right. is stuff. <laughs> right. And so it's just allowing people to um, kind of be inspired and informed and um, challenge them to process their own pain and trauma because <laughs> honestly, like it's just getting to the deeper root of things Mm -hmm. in most cases, you know, it's like, why we do what we do. What's underneath all of that. Right. And so um, that's just another thing that I talk about, but super exciting stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Love that. So tell me what people can actually, so say I hired you hypothetically speaking (laughs) (laughs) this is for sure gonna happen um so what just can people expect like what would i expect from hiring you oh my gosh yes i love that you asked that so i typically tell women like i break it into three phases we do all of this at once but it's easier for me to kind of like sum it up in a nutshell for Mm -hmm. you but um So like over the 12 weeks of working one-on-one, so like the most surface level is going to be the workout program. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's individualized for your goals. So the reason why you reach out to me, so we structure that around uh, the way that you want to feel and your goals that you have for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, most women just really honestly need more consistency. They want to feel better overall. Uh, some of my clients want to lose weight. It mm-hmm. really just kind of depends. Sure. So um, that's kind of the most surface level part. Uh, you do get like a new workout each month. So because basically like I want you to fall in love with the style of training that works best for you. Mm-hmm. So right. as much as I love to lift weights in the gym, I understand that not every woman loves that. Right. You know, some women may love to do three days of yoga mm-hmm. and that's what makes them so happy. Right. So we discover all of that. Mm-hmm. And then the second portion is really around food and discovering food freedom. Mm-hmm. So 
a lot of times we have sign me up issues I'm with food. You know, it's like so hard. Yeah. I've been on both sides of the fence mm-hmm. of like not caring at all and <laughs> not nourishing my body, you know, cigarettes, drugs, alcohol, fast mm-hmm. food, mm-hmm. whatever. And then I've been on the reverse side of being a fitness competitor, measuring, weighing, packaging all of my stuff. Yep. Yep. You know, and so it's just like for me it's teaching women about balance mm-hmm. and intuitive eating. And so you keep a food journal, you track what you eat, and then we kind of talk about it so you have accountability and see uh, what we're, what's working, what's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do it in a way that I meet you where you're at. So you're not feeling like, oh, my gosh, I have to throw out all my stuff. It's right. day one. I, You know, it's like sure. you can see from day one to, um, you know, week 12 that you're like, oh, my gosh, look how, like, crazy this has changed. But it didn't feel overwhelming. Right, so, right. um that's kind of the food portion. And then the last portion is the spiritual aspect, which like, I mean, we all obviously love talking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that's really like my, what honestly sets my soul on fire. Mm-hmm. So it's just about deeply rooting yourself in Christ and having like this graceful walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So we're not doing things for God. We are walking with him mm-hmm. and you receive a weekly reflection where you work through things that are preventing you from thriving in the role that he created you to fill. And so it's like, we take a look at your past and walk through some of that. And then, you know, break through limiting beliefs and connect you more with like, what sets your soul on fire? Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Um, Just, you know, mind, body, soul. And really for me, it's like, I just feel freedom. Like I, I look forward to living life. I look forward to waking up each day. I cry. I mean, I'm a crier. (laughs) I didn't used to be because I had all these. We just started crying this week. (laughs) Yeah. We've had a a really, we've released a lot through our tears this week. I will just find myself just like driving and weeping because I just have so much gratitude Mm, for just life and living. And like, it's such a blessing that we get to wake up each morning, you know? And so what I really coach women on is just like, how can you take advantage of that Mm -hmm. in a healthy way? You know, like, how can you just love the heck out of life? I mean, I can't (laughs) think of anything better to do than that. I just, there's times when I'm, (laughs) I had this feeling this morning, I was listening to this podcast and as she's talk, she's very successful and she does all these different things. And I start getting anxiety because I'm like, I have the potential to do all that Mm -hmm. stuff that she's doing, but I'm not doing any of Mm -hmm. it. And I feel like that when I'm talking to you right now, because like what you do, I think I did this. Did I say this in the intro? But like what you do is everything I've always wanted to do. Like, but I just, but I've never done it. I don't do it. Mm -hmm. So it like gives me this like, like, I don't know, my heart starts beating faster because I know I have that potential that's and God. I know I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> Steph says that's God. Yeah. She's probably that's right. That's your <laughs> sign. But I just like have never <laughs> stepped out past the fear and like done yes. something. Well, and when you feel that, mm-hmm. that means that's your purpose. Like that yeah. is your purpose. I know. I know. I feel like I've my whole life. I've just yeah. been searching for what I know. I've always known I'm supposed to do something. Yeah. I just don't You're ever like, know exactly thing? what it is. But you 
And then sometimes I think it's this mm-hmm. and this is part of well, it. This is an avenue, but this you, is part of it. Yeah. But I also should be on here promoting my purpose, yeah. you know, instead of like, yeah, I don't know. I like, I, sorry, I went off and totally no. forgot there's a guest on here. Steph and I were just having a <laughs> conversation, but like that, <laughs> no, that makes so much sense. but it's from you speaking too. like, that's, that's the other thing. Like I t- coach my team all of the time. I'm like, either you have it or you don't. Meaning either you have that burning desire. I think I have it. You do. <laughs> I just don't know what to do with it. And I get so yeah. scared and I don't know. I think I get scared because I used to be such a mm-hmm. disaster of yeah. a human being. Like just, but that's what makes me relatable. And then now I'm like, I'm not a mess, but I'm, and I'm just like kind of coasting through and I'm doing good things, but I'm not like (laughs) making huge waves Mm -hmm. so I can just be comfy Mm -hmm. and not be scared. And I, but that doesn't fill me up. I'm always missing something. I always feel like there's something missing and like I could be doing something more. This is great to hear her aspect because like, obviously I do it through a channel of like something somebody else created. Right. But I still have, I brand myself. Right. right? Because you that's know? what I want my mm-hmm. own. Yeah. I you want, want so your own thing. Badly want my own thing. Yes. And I, I always feel like I, I've had all these friends who have all these amazing ideas for yeah. like what their business could be, but they don't have the means, the means to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like the opposite. Mm-hmm. I have the means because I, because my husband has worked incredibly hard and, yeah. b- you know, built, given me this life. So, so I have the means, but I just don't have the, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have the idea or the stories. You have to do stories on Instagram. (laughs) Well, yeah, I wanted Jenny. I wanted to say that to you too. Your stories are amazing. And the reason we're connected is Instagram. Mm -hmm. And, um, my friend Jesse told me about you. And then I saw yesterday, you said you were at Dostal house and I've tried to get Megan on here. Like, it's just like, there's so many, so many connections. There's no coincidence. No, there are no coincidences. (laughs) This is I true. I love that. Yeah. Well, I, like one thing that popped into my head as you were talking, like all of these things, all of these ideas that are coming up, like, have you prayed about that? Like, have you put that all out there and said, you know what, God, like, mm-hmm. I want to do this, this, and this. Where are you calling me at here? Yeah, no. Because one like, thing I, that I, I think, I'm like, sure I've prayed that like once, but then I just like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And then I, I just like <laughs> kept on living. Well, and what's funny that you're asking her that is because I was going to ask you, like, how did you specifically pray like for the healing with your dad part? And, and so like for Kristen, it's like, yeah, have you specifically for me, one of the things that I'm just praying for healing and praying to feel love from God, like mm-hmm. as my heavenly father, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. cause mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. So it's right. like, yeah. Parallels. Like how, mm-hmm. what specifically should I pray for? But that's the thing. Yeah. You, but you should be specific yeah. in your prayers. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm pretty. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. just God, keep us safe. I know. Uh, watch over my family today. <laughs> Thank you for the sunset. Um, like it's, it's Thank pretty you for uh, this food yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> We're very brand new at like praying. <laughs> Thank you for this food, but please don't give me so much tomorrow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like there's like, so one thing that I've been praying recently was like, it was on my heart. I'm like, God, you know, just like take me to the bold and unknown what does that look like? Mm. You know, and he delivers or like lately it's been, 
how can I trust you more? And Ooh, that's I'm scary. getting ready that, to that's like, me scary another... prayer. Yeah. Yes. But that's what we need to do because yeah. God wants to show you what he can do. We just have to, um, you know, put our faith and trust in him. And I'll give you a really quick example because this really opened my eyes. So I have always kind of been uh, one where like, even though I can see God working in my own life, mm-hmm. I've never had like something super, super tangible, like direct message from God. Right. And this is so crazy. So like a month ago, so since I have more time now and I'm home more, I work from home, you know, mm-hmm. I take my dog for a walk. And so I'm walking by this house day after day, the weather warms up and I take a different route and I walk by this house and this man sits on his front steps. And so we like exchange casual conversations. I'm like, Hey, how are you? Da, da, da. Good girl. Have a good day. You know, whatever. So this goes on for like, I don't know, a couple months. Mm-hmm. So one day I feel like God is like, go ask him his name. So I walk by and we chit chat and I walk on and I'm like, Oh my goodness. I was supposed to ask him his name. Mm-hmm. So a couple of days go by and I walk by the house again. And it was like, literally as soon as I got to the corner of the street that his house is on, God was like, go ask that man his name. Wow. <laughs> so I walk up and we start talking and I'm like, you know, what's your name? And he tells me and we exchange this casual conversation. Well, he's like, yeah, I've lived on the block for um, four years, but I've lived in Cedar Rapids for eight. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, where are you from? And he's like, Chicago. Mm-hmm. And so we start talking even more because that's where my dad's from. And I have a lot of family there. Yeah. And one thing leads to the next. And you're not going to believe this. So he proceeds to tell me. So we live in an area that is borderline poverty and wealth. Mm -hmm. So where we live, like a few blocks down, there's houses that are like $30,000. And a few blocks up, you've got five, six, a million dollar home. Right. And so he tells me that um, he's got two weeks before his landlord's going to kick him out. Mm-hmm. He's $400 short on his rent. His electricity's been turned off. They have no food. There's five mm-hmm. children in this house. Oh the refrigerator's broken, and they have no food for their kids. Oh. And so I, like, we talk for probably a good 20 minutes. Also, this man has been shot 26 times, and he has nine bullets in and along what his spine. What in this the world? This all comes out of this conversation. Yes. And so... I walk away because I'm like, I knew God intentionally said, go ask him his name for a reason, right? So you could pray. And so I walk away and I was like, oh my goodness, are you kidding me? Like, what do you want me to do here? And it was like, post about it. Like put a post out on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So I do. I post about it and I list everything that this family needs Mm -hmm. within less than 48 hours. All of his needs were met. New refrigerator, brand new refrigerator somebody purchased. $400 $400 for his rent. His electricity was turned on, which is almost $300. Wow. Um, I mean, all of these things that God used all of these other people mm-hmm. to come together on. One time I was in I church. I mean, it was crazy. I was in church one day and they said, there's prayers you pray and there's prayers you answer. Yeah. And that reminds me of that. Mm. So He's good. Cool. So here, I would just say, put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Ask for what you're wanting. Well, for real. And we always talk about like, that was a God wink. That was, and I'm like, no, that's a God. Like he's going to start knocking us over. Like, yeah, well that, that's what that, (laughs) hello. It reminded me of that because it was, that was when your neighbor needs groceries. That's not Mm -hmm. a prayer you pray. That's a prayer you answer. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
Mm. Gosh, mm-hmm. that's amazing. This is amazing. I feel like that I don't, don't right? want to stop. I know. Yeah, that's <laughs> amazing. It's so amazing. And when you were saying how you walk by and made, you know, whatever casual yeah, conversation, that's but so that's back so, home. yes, we yeah. miss Steph and I talk about that all the mm-hmm. time because that doesn't really happen here. Mm-hmm. Like you walk, can walk past someone I've on the sidewalk in my neighborhood. Oh, I do it too. I'm like, <laughs> Hey, hi, good morning. How are you today? What? And they're like, oh, why are you yeah. talking to me? I'm trying yeah. to be on a walk by myself yeah. or whatever. We don't talk in Virginia. Yeah, we don't speak to each other. <laughs> yeah. You need to have like a sign that says, I'm from the Midwest. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Everyone gather here. Expect it from me. I'm so lucky. I feel like that was something that I prayed on and I looked in all these neighborhoods and then when I drove into my neighborhood, yeah, I you said cried, you, cried. Yeah. you know, and I, and all of my, na- you, yeah. you've met, I mean, they're wonderful and yeah, hmm. but Ooh. crazy. Okay, well, so can you tell us how people... Okay, but so I was going to say about your Instagram before that I absolutely yeah. love, love, love your stories. I follow along on all your stories. And one thing that you do that I love is you put... You write out like the the gist of your message mm. on each like slide. Yeah. And that's so awesome because sometimes I don't, people I can't, click I don't have time or I don't have time to like, like mm-hmm. I want to know what you're saying, but I don't have time to sit there and listen to the whole thing, but I can read your mm-hmm. caption at the bottom. And I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Mm, thank you. That's good to know. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I wanted to share it. that. It's like we're all so busy and it's like, okay, if you can make it simpler for somebody to understand exactly. the key points of what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I always <laughs> listen, but I always, always read it too. And so mm-hmm. then like I listen and I read it and then I'm like, oh, I can, so I can go through these next three, but I can, yeah. I gotta go, but I can read it. Right. Read what read she it. said. So I love that. I love that you do that. Hey, I have a question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go. So, so I can do music on my Instagram for some reason. And also every, every, I have to re push the button every time. Oh yeah. It doesn't just keep going. Does, does it, yours, like, does oh, it cut you off? Yeah. yeah. Stories. When you're doing the hands free. Well, not even hands free anytime. It just stops me. And then I have to send it to my story and then I have to go back and remember where I left off. And do you have that problem? Yeah. No. Oh, so, yeah. It's not just so you. that's actually um, that is broken for me as well. I've reached out to Instagram. I don't know how many times because yeah, it's like so some people can just keep going, and I feel like on activate, yep. I can just keep going. Oh, going? Huh? Oh. Interesting. I can't remember so if I put my do, page back to personal or if it's business again. Oh, that could be a, the difference. Uh, hmm. What possibly. were you gonna say? Sorry. What you can do. Well, no, that's okay. So what I do now, um, because it is frustrating because I'm like, I cannot get what I need to say. Yeah, you got to get it out. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and so then I feel like I'm rushed. Start talking fast. So what I, yes. And then you like, don't feel like you're authentic, you know? And so what I've been doing uh, is just recording it like I would Mm -hmm. like a normal video. And then I still have to go in and cut it in order to fit in the clip. But at least then you can like, sound more natural like right. you normally would right. otherwise it's just like that's a lot of work <laughs> you can just go live though too right and then it'll save into your story you could yeah Yep. I need to back yep, up my game. Well. <laughs> yeah, we got to go live. to be more. really good about that. <laughs> All right. So can you tell us how <laughs> how can people, what's your Instagram handle? How can people find you? Um, 
your website. I know we talked about that it's under construction or in the works, but by the time this comes out, you, you, it may no be, pressure. It may, yeah, <laughs> but you, if you can give it if you want to, otherwise just your Instagram handle or however you want people to find you. Yes, absolutely. Um, I love, like one of my greatest passions is just connecting deeply with other women. Mm-hmm. So even if you just want to reach out, send me a direct message, whatever, um, I'm an open book, so I will just talk about anything. Awesome. So um, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook, uh, just under Jenny Chatama. Okay. And I do have a business page on Facebook called Be The Light Wellness. Mm-hmm. That is my business name. And then my website is in the works, but it will be under uh, www.experienceradianthealth.com. Love it. Awesome. Well, you have just been wonderful. Thank yeah. you so, so much for taking time to do this with us. Love it. Oh, my gosh. You two are the best. Like, I just feel like I just met, like, my two best I know. Friends. Well, I'm the, yeah, we're definitely <laughs> going to travel. We're, we're having <laughs> coffee in, like, two weeks for sure. It's happening. And uh, you'll be, I'll be filling out your, uh, filling out your intake form on Instagram yeah. soon. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I cannot wait to have coffee with you. I'm I am so excited. excited too. I'm like, what a small world. I know, I know. It's amazing. And we just keep saying, like, God just keeps making this happen for us. Like he just keeps putting the right people in yep. front of us. And it's just been it's just been amazing. So thank yeah. you so much for sharing your story and just being so vulnerable. It's it's so helpful to people. Yeah. So nice to meet you, girl. Oh. Yeah. My pleasure. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll talk soon. Have a great day. Okay. Bye, Jenny. Thanks, guys. Bye. Yay. Oh, she's awesome. She is awesome. I feel like, I, what? how long has it been? Hour and nine minutes. Oh, I feel like we could still talk for days. I know. I know. I. That was amazing. I feel like we could go down <laughs> so many different paths yeah. with that. <laughs> We'll have her back on. Sounds so familiar. She needs to be a return (laughs) guest. Yeah. She just made me feel like very at ease. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was absolutely amazing. Thank you to my girl, Jessie, for putting her in front of me. And, um, I'm just so thankful for people like her in this world, just speaking the truth and being vulnerable and open and honest. And uh, like I said on the last episode, but using their mess as their message, Mm -hmm. I think it's like, God didn't want us to deal with any of this, but he also it's chose for us for, yeah, yeah, he chose us for he this want, journey. Well, I mean, and look what Jesus went through. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. I mean, we've been very blessed with all of our guests, but, um, yeah, keep sending us people. Yeah. I think, uh, again, no coincidences. That's right. That was unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Well, happy back to school to everyone. Back to school. Unbelievable. Try to get back on a schedule if you're not back in school yet. Yeah, get your kids. Start, start your kids can, going back to bed early yeah, and preparing them. I think Asher will need to be mentally prepared. Like, okay, we have this many days. We're going to need know. a countdown on the is calendar. He, We're going to need. Oh, I was going to say, is he not counting already? <laughs> well, probably. <laughs> Has he not yeah. been counting since He's July? probably already counting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's little things you can do to kind of ease the anxiety ease for it. the littles. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't believe I, kindergarten. I can't believe it either. I want to cry. I know. But I'm excited too. I know I keep talking to myself about like, okay, if if we not, we're never having another baby, but sometimes it crosses my mind that I'm almost to the point where we can't. So like I need, but then I'm like, 
nope, no, you're can't, not. Nope, nope, can't talk myself into it. Not happening. <laughs> you're much younger than me, and I uh, still have a chance. No. Not happening. Not not happening here. Four is enough. All right. Oh, that was that was amazing. Awesome. I can't wait to hear you guys' feedback. So yeah. we always love hearing from you. So. Yeah. Send us your feedback. Follow Jenny on Instagram. For Check sure. her out. She's amazing. Yeah. And we can all use a little help with exercise and food and Jesus. Yeah. You know, all, all, all the, the things. things. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a, a thing. It's yeah. our thing. It's our thing. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Activators. Have a good week. Happy Monday. Bye. Hey, Activators, if you found value or were simply entertained by two Jesus-loving moms who cuss a little, please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting platform. Also, follow us on at ActivatePod on Instagram and Facebook so you don't miss a thing. Thank you so much for joining us, and don't forget to tell all your friends. See you Monday. See you Monday.